Welcome to the Go, Go Touch, Touch Grass podcast. podcast. We've been off on our instinct lately. I know. We're not, we need to do a mind melding. We need to do some Instagram. You know what? Exercises. The beginning of the year has been a slow yeah. slog for both of us. I was very sick for a lot of it. I got very sick two days ago where I was like, con- like in- insanely constipated. Like That's the worst. And that's what you get on the Patreon. And this is what you get. This is the exclusive <laughs> content that you're like, I want to pay money to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, this isn't going in the free feed. No. Free feed doesn't need to know that I spent $200 on fiber forward groceries, including uh, prunes. And I made a prune and spinach smoothie today with a bunch of other shit. Yeah. I put in so much shit in the smoothies that... It's essentially a milkshake. You know, Free Feed doesn't need to know that because of my cold, I was blowing my nose so much that I got a nosebleed on Zoom, and I tried to play it off, but I, I think everybody noticed. And now it's Who's a weird... Who's on the Zoom? My new... Ooh, this is Free Feed exclusive content. I've been placed uh, on a character team. Feed. Yeah, paid feed. Or pa- paid feed, sorry. You're paying to hear this. Yeah. I'm on a UCB team. I'm joining one of their Yay! character teams which is called Betty, and when they have a new space, we'll have shows and all that stuff, and I'm very excited. We had our first meeting, and I I got a nosebleed in it. And in the moment, I was so shocked that I just tried to play it off, but now I'm like, I think that they know I got a nosebleed and saw it, and now I'm just kind of like, now I just kind of got a nosebleed and didn't say anything on a Zoom. So that's been kind of weighing on my conscience for a couple of days. Sometimes people put it in speaker view, though, and not gallery view. But the thing is, I was speaking. That's so... That's I, I think I think the bottom line is my Betty team definitely saw me get a nosebleed yeah. on Zoom. And should, I didn't say you anything. You should say something um, at some kind of rehearsal. I think when we meet, I'm going to say... Yeah, like, oh my God, it was so crazy. It was so crazy that that happened, but now it's kind of like... You can't, like, email that. No, I can't. We have a Slack. I don't think that goes in Slack no, like, either. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, physically, mentally. Emotionally. <laughs> um, and I said this in case you missed it, but, like, wow, what a great, like... Great feeling like for 2024, face down, butt naked in the floor of a Bass Pro Shop. Absolutely. The, the first meme of 2024, if you guys one have it. One of them, yeah. Uh, yeah, one of the first memes. Because there's also the guy who jumped over the judge's stand to attack a yeah. judge. <laughs> and he uh, jumped high. Yeah. And <laughs> then did you see him in jail when he went for sentencing? No, I didn't. I, I knew that. Honestly, with that meme, I knew that if I looked into it for even one second further, it was going to get sad and well, weird. Well, yeah, so I, sh- said, I feel bad for the guy. I mean, God, you don't, like... He did jump. He, he jumped high. Jump. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically, yeah, but um, he had to be back in court, and he literally had mesh over his mouth, Chains no. on his whole, no. like chains around his Mm-mm. arms, chains around his legs, mittens. Like, you know when a baby, a newborn has like <laughs> mittens so it doesn't, yeah, so it doesn't scratch, scratch itself in his sleep? That's what, that's like, no. and it, he was like, mouth he, he especially, no. He was basically going to go to jail for a hundred years for that. That, see, take. Our carceral t- system takes yeah. it too fucking far again. Yeah, I Definitely know. you can't jump over the judge's 
thing and, and try to jump the judge. Like, that's bad. But, like, there's really no reason I think anyone should ever have mesh over their mouth in a courtroom. I think the mesh, I think going to jail for 100 years is worse than the mesh. No, absolutely. The mesh was like in case he wants to spit or, or bite, which I'm like. I guess, but I'm just like, I don't know. There's think, something about that. Maybe it's, I'm going back to my Chicago 7 knowledge where like, when the Chicago 7 were on trial, there was one Black Panther, uh, it was all white guys, and then there was one guy, Bobby Seals, who was the head of the Black Panthers. They ended up separating him, and it became not the, it became the Chicago 6, or it was the Chicago, either way. Anyway, Bobby Seals, they, uh, he was, like, trying to protest his rights in this courtroom, and they covered his mouth. They, like, they tied him up and, like, covered his mouth in the court, and there's no pictures of it, but there's a drawing of it. And so that, it just immediately brought to me, I'm like, the visual of that to me, I'm just like, it is not necessary. And also, we shouldn't send anyone to jail for a hundred years. Um, sorry, I have to get my dog a fucking bone. Unless um, they're like the worst type of person. I don't know. I haven't I decided when, about that. I guess when you, um, it's like if you hit somebody, it's one sentence. If you do it a hate crime, it's more. So it's that, but I feel like what happened was it's worse because it's somebody over 60. Oh. So they did it like that. I also feel like there's probably something, yeah, like you can't, uh, it's probably a higher sentence to assault the judge. The judge and also the judge was over 60. So. I definitely don't think that's good. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely not saying that they should be like, let bygones be bygones. I know, but a hundred years. A hundred years and also like completely tying the person up the next time they come in. It's like, that's too much. Speaking of people who need to be in jail for a hundred years. Wow. Segue. Elise said that she had some really great um, updates about tunnel girl, Kayla. Kala. Kala, Kala. Um, and I do. And. Uh, I thought it was Kayla. You know what? Here's the thing is I've heard I'd it pronounced a couple Kala, different ways. But. Somebody I heard on TikTok saying Kayla. But I've heard, I think Al Rebogado mm-hmm. has said Kala. So that's what I go oh, okay, with. okay, okay. Because we're, our news comes from the investigative reporter who talked to Kala, Kayla, a.k.a. Tunnel Girl's neighbors, has posted an update yes. that she has been forced to vacate. <laughs> because, can you believe it, Millie? She damaged the structural integrity of the house. Well, <laughs> so, wow. So she has been ordered to vacate. It is unclear if she actually did vacate. I could see her, like, being Phantom of the Opera. She's in the tunnel, like, making it look like she's gone, but she's actually living in the tunnel. That kind of a situation. That tunnel wasn't even that big or deep. Or yeah, but I feel like she's down there. Well, <laughs> in tunnel news... There was a tunnel under... There's a lot going on with tunnels. <laughs> a synagogue in Crown Heights. Yeah, and, like, I haven't looked enough into, actually, oh, that, into that tunnel. Um, but, I obviously, people have it. been sending it to me, and it does seem <laughs> like there's some kind of a well, Hasidic it, community tunnel situation going on in Crown Heights. So, the tunnel connected from the synagogue to a Mifka, or Mik. I, I, oh, the it's like a bath, the bathhouse, right? yes, for women. Um, hmm. so 
I wonder if there's a peeping Tom situation going there. And wow, then to dig a whole tunnel to peep. I don't know. I, I Hasidic people are not known for sexual freedom and liberty. And so. that's and 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 that's on period. And that's on period. <laughs> well, um, and another thing. So there's been a lot of memes or whatever. Mm-hmm. That is not our topic for today, by the way. No. Um, but another thing is like I look deeply into it. They found a soiled mattress. I did see that. And, and that, that's dark. And that's dark of, like, what's going on there, who's being taken down here, whatever. Everyone is, like, well, two things that pissed me off, or no, whatever. There's been a bunch of people that are, like, not two things, whatever. This is just a thing. Some people are, like, oh, my God, don't use this as an excuse to be anti-Semitic. And, like, you shouldn't. That's yeah. wrong. Like I said, in other things, people who are going to do it are going to, like, People are gonna be anti-Semitic. Don't really need that much. No, they're to gonna they're gonna find a way. So <laughs> they find reasons big and small. Big and small. Um. So then other people are like, "Oh my God, this tunnel's so random. Oh my God, men will just a lot of times like guys will just dig a tunnel and it's like, okay, first of all, this is erasure from Kala. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah, women are digging women illegal are tunnels digging too and, and forced to vacate and everything too. Yeah. And, um, you know, another thing is, like, oh, my God, this is so silly and wacky. And it's, like, you're really, like, there's at least some form of mild sexual Something's going on. proclivity. Yeah, we don't here. have all the details. But, but something is The off. Crown Heights Tunnel is not a fun tunnel. Callus Tunnel. Could be could, whatever. Callus Tunnel is a more fun tunnel. As we detailed in the episode, it's not fun for her neighbors, and it's not cool that she's doing it, but... but it's m- more harmless. It doesn't than... lead... It's not leading to, to a nefarious location. But anyway, so the update on Tunnel Girl, and I suggest anyone who wants kind of the full thing, because Aura Bogato, she, like, goes through the full history of her trying to get permits. Some of them are denied. Some of them aren't. So, number one... This girl fully knows what you're supposed to do before embarking on a construction project. She just opted not to. Libertarian. Libertarian energy. Uh, But, yeah, so she has been ordered to vacate, but it's not clear she's vacated. Kala hasn't said anything since she posted the dramatic reenactment. But the other update that I have for you guys is uh, my friend Tyler, who Millie knows, who's probably listening to this. Uh, So when I was researching the episode... I only watched her tunnel-related videos because, you know, we only have so much time. Millie and I are dedicating a ton of time to the podcast. We're working really hard, but we only have so much time. I overlooked something huge, which Tyler informed me of because he went and watched all of her videos. A lot of her content that's not related to the tunnel is about how both of her guest bedrooms are haunted. Okay. And I just feel like I want to apologize because I think that's a huge oversight that I didn't mention that the house is also haunted. Well, if you're in a haunted house, why are you digging and poking and prodding? That's and the question. This is the thing. It's That's like, why you've got all those ghosts, because you're digging them up. You're digging and poking and prodding and, and carrying on. And, I mean, this is, like, the number one thing with white people. And, like, <laughs> in, like, scary movies is, like, the thing. <laughs> 
there's a fight or flight or run to that mm-hmm. I think, and it's the, the, the instinct of like, I'm scared. I'm going to double down on yeah. this. Like, is insane. Like, okay, lay of the land. I have two ghosts. Two ghosts are haunting both of my guest bedrooms. I'm going to start digging. I'm going to start digging into the ground. I'm going to mess with the structural foundation of the haunted house. There's this one girl on, she was in the UK. She said she just bought a flat and it was like, she just bought a flat and she's like, was doing renovations. It was a door that led to under a staircase. No. That led to another one. And she found a whole huge living room, like basement unit under her ground level apartment or something. That could be sick. But you have to spend a lot of, but I'm also like to dig into, and you're like following, I don't know. I feel like that's a whole subsect of content and that's maybe, we can maybe put a pin in that discourse for later, but Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of content that's like, I found a secret room Mm -hmm. behind a mirror in my house or I found a whole other apartment. And if that video shows up on my FYP, I'm watching watching the whole thing. Um, And just one more anecdote before we get into our topic is... That one time, my brother's wife's sister, so my brother's sister-in-law, she put on a thick, like, Guido Sopranos-like accent and was like, hey, like, called my brother. Mm -hmm. And my my niece was, like, a year or two years old. And I guess before she was going to my brother's house, like, she was like, hey, man, you owe me some money. Like, this is the Tony with the left leg. I'm going to come through, and I'm going to this and that. Tony with the left leg. Something, like, crazy. Tony with the left leg is so funny yeah, because it's, it's like, like, it could mean could so, be so... What does bad. it mean? He hung up the phone, packed up my niece, left, <laughs> and then, like, he ran into, my like, his sister-in-law in the parking lot of his apartment complex. Like, and I'm like, yeah, that is the good response. He's like, yeah. I'm not even going to find out what this is. I'm going to get I'm out. I'm going to get out. I'm going to take my daughter. You know what? And get out and leave. That's so real. And just one <laughs> final anecdote before we get into today's <laughs> topic is that one time I was at an outdoor bar in LA and like a car backfired and it sounded like a gunshot and everyone got really scared or you know what it was actually like someone did shoot like a bb gun or something because it was like a couple things and everyone got really scared because it was america and i was the only person who ducked and then afterwards everyone everyone was all freaked out and then they were like you got on the ground fast and i was like yeah yeah because i'm walking out of here yeah there's some people who are not going to I was on the ground. Well, now I want to tell another anecdote <laughs> about how I was remembering Cancun when the, oh when everyone God. thought there was a mass shooter because there was a loud pop and I was at the airport. I fucking ran for my life. People were trying to hold their luggage, like no. blocking the way and holding their luggage and this and that. And I like pushed a guy out of the way. This guy was, like, trying to roll his rolly thing. No. And I'm like, you're going to have to let that go, sir. You're, you're going to, the roller bag, it can't come with you. I'm so sorry. And, like, you're holding things up. I'm sorry. Your fucking baby has to shut up. <laughs> Your baby has to be quiet. Yeah. We're hiding in a closet. Your baby we're needs fine. to We're fine. We're figuring something out. Yeah. 
Yeah, damn. <laughs> and 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 those are the realities. And those are the realities. So speaking of reality. Wow, wow. A great segue to our topic. I know. Look. Today's topic. Sometimes doing this podcast involves investigative work into other subcultures. And today we're doing a deep dive into all things reality von Tease. Oh, reality von Tease. Millie, I'm sure you already planned to do this, but should we tell the listeners a little bit of background we're, about we're reality? We're doing everything. Von we're doing everything. So this all starts with the Real Housewives. And the Real Housewives is a reality TV franchise mm-hmm. that began so March. Yeah, we're we're going deep. We're starting. We're starting because I'm aware that you know now that I know that my sister is listening to well, she hasn't gotten on the Patreon yet. She was just going and she live messages me episodes and she's like, "Wow, I never heard of love bombing." But like, I've, I I never knew there was a word for love bombing. I'm mm-hmm. like, we have to we have to get granular. Yeah, with we our have to get granular. You're so right. So. So, Real Housewives is an American television show that started in March 2006 with the Real Housewives of Orange County. Each installment of the franchise documents the personal and professional lives of a group of affluent women residing in or around a certain city or geographic region. So, that was in 2006. It's no secret that Real Housewives of OC, which was the original Real Housewives, was a response to, like, the reality show version of Desperate Housewives. Yes. Desperate Housewives was the number one show in America, and people wanted to know more about this whole subculture of people. So, what it is now, 20-some-odd years, 22 years later, right? Yeah. Mm, No. Uh, tw- 19 years we, later. And this isn't a math podcast. This isn't a math podcast. This isn't a podcast where we, we're doing uh, math yeah, for you. Yeah, no, or science. <laughs> Even though last, we did talk about clay, whatever. Yeah. But I, I'll say, some may say this is an anthropological, sociological about, like, whatever. And all of that is to say that as of today, in 2024, I would compare their fandom to something as rabid and toxic and also kind of intense as a football yes. fandom yeah, yeah, or yeah. sports, um, anything, you know? And I, I was really thinking about, like, how to explain Real Housewives, like, the phenomenon that it is now because it's important for the story. But it's like, I think sports is the best analogy for what it's become today because there's certainly players and... There are good housewives, like good players. Like the castmates are players, and they're good and bad. You know, players yeah. like, in, like my opinion, like I think a good player is somebody who will like confront things like in person in the moment, and have a funny confessional, yeah, and know when to step back, like take her foot, like share focus and all of that, right? Yeah. Um, and I was just really thinking, so. Yeah, you got to think of, like, ESPN and that whole thing of, like, but Real Housewives. And I think it might even be a little bit more nuanced than sports in the way of, like, if somebody missed a shot or didn't make a catch or didn't hit a goal, that's a statistically objective thing 
that happened. But the craziest thing with Real Housewives is that you can have someone react in the most insane way, bizarre way, say something really offensive or problematic, and there will be people that are like, I don't see anything wrong with this. Yeah. I love her. Go off. We stand Wendy, which, which is like, as opposed to like, no one's going to say, we stand Aaron Rodgers for missing the goal, you know, whatever. Yeah, they, they can't say like, no, actually, like, the Jets won. Like, no, they didn't. They exactly. They lost. So, so that's also like an upset, upsetting yeah. factor. And like, that is why I feel like it gets so crazy in the fandom is because it's so subjective. Yeah. And it's it's on like uh, and people's opinions are bad. <laughs> yeah, it is well and it's like it for anyone who doesn't know, it is to the level of like they have Bravo Con. Yeah, people, they have, yeah, conventions, huge parties, groups of people tons come of podcasts. out. Ton, there yeah, there's a whole like cottage industry around yeah, podcasts that talk about Bravo shows and like an ecosystem around that. The Bravo celebrities have their own podcasts and they go on each other's po- like there's just once you what I realized going when I went on my Vanderpump Rules journey and then also started watching Salt Lake City is that once you get into the Bravo universe it's hard to not, they all yeah. they all start folding in on each other and coming together and I've done a little below deck too. Yeah, I know you do below deck. I'm I'm not caught up on below deck, but every once in a while I'll like do binge. a marathon of below, it's, below it's deck. It's really bingeable too because yeah. It is something where you can be on your phone. Yes. And scroll and watch and play Royal Match, which that's what I'm doing. Yeah, it's not something you need to be watching extremely diligently to get what's going on. Yeah. Like, we're we're not subtitling unless people are whispering or something. I like (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, you know. Well... Why are we talking about Real Housewives today? Mm. Well, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is currently in its fourth season, and some salacious details were revealed in the season four finale. Now, what you need to know, right, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is really new. Yeah. Uh, I think it was released sometime in 2020, like either end of 2020 or beginning of 2021. I think it's... It was my entry into the Housewives universe because I had always felt like, oh, these shows, like, it's too much Much. backstory and too much going on, and I want to know from the beginning or whatever, and then, so when I found out there was a new one starting, I was like, oh, I can start with this one, and then now I've started with the new Roni, and I did just start Miami. Miami? I feel like I started Miami, but girls. from the from, oh, from the, the news, oh, not from, from the, the beginning. One. From the yeah, new I season. never did. That. See, I don't even. I'm like whatever. I'll yeah, I feel it. like when there's a big shift, I can like start from there. Or but if they it's do a new... so many backup. Like they'll be like, "You called me a bitch ten years ago," and they'll show footage. And they'll show it. Yeah. So I always feel like you don't really have to. No, um, that's just a personal preference to me. Is yeah, that I'm no, like I want to know pure, the whole. Pure. Because there was a thing with Vanderpump where, like, they released a, like, you could watch these episodes to understand the essential scandal, and I was like, no. I want to watch every episode so that I can know the full context. And did it matter more when Scandal came? You know, I think it was an interesting experience because 
I went into watching it knowing that the end result was Scandaval. Mm. So it was a little bit different, I think, than... Like, I it couldn't shock me. But it was... Uh, it was interesting. I was still gagged, I will say. The season, knowing that the Scandaval was happening, but that they weren't showing it yet because it hadn't come out, I was gagged by Because any time that Raquel... Would talk to Ariana or, or Tom, or yeah, Tom, and like and... Th- there was a lot of because I remember getting to it and almost being like, I don't know, these people cheat on each other or with each other all the time. Like yeah. I don't really understand. And Scandal is like the big scandal that happened where one yeah, cast member, year, one cast member slept with another secretly yeah. for like a year. Yeah, and those two cast members that that she had like broke that she broke up that like they had. They've been together basically since like a real. They've been together for ten years years, and were like very solid. Like their portrayal on the show was very much like never breaking up. They're a very solid unit. It wasn't one of the couples that were like always breaking up and getting back together or whatever. So, but when it got to it, they do all cheat on each other with each other. Uh, So I was like, I don't understand why this is such a big deal. And then you see their behavior, and it actually is so. It's similar to what we're going to talk about today because you're like, oh, they're sneaky. Look at what they're doing. Like, they're lying to their faces and they're mm. pretending. And, like, it, it's very past iterations of, like, of that. It has not been as, like, uh, oh, wow, you really pulled the wool over on everyone in a major way. Yeah. There's been teasers. Anyway, I, I we, yeah. <laughs> a lot to go. So, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is currently in its fourth season, and some salacious details were revealed in the season four finale. I don't know why I can't say revealed. Um, What you need to know about Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is that while a lot of the show is about highlighting women, you know, uh, that are rich and stuff, a lot of it is because of the Salt Lake City aspect. About people working through religious trauma. Yes. <laughs> uh, and one of the most prominent cast members in seasons one through three is Jen Shaw. And we can't get into today's topic without just providing a little bit yeah. of context about Jen Shaw. Shaw is of Tongan and Hawaiian descent, originally Mormon, but she converted to Islam. Uh, and she's married to football coach Sharif Shaw. They have two son- sons together. And her presence on the show is very iconic. She was very... She's reality TV gold because she just would have disproportionate reactions to everything. She dressed fabulously. She would get glam for everything. She was just really intense, which is like, again, not what you want for someone you know in real life, but definitely what you want to see on TV. And I guess the most kind of outrageous thing was like, she was just a woman in Salt Lake City, but she always had, and like not a celebrity at all before she, whatever but her whole thing was that she had an entourage of glam, you know, which are like makeup artists, hair stylists, assistants, clothing stylists, and she would call that the Shaw Squad. Yeah. So, uh, iconically, the beginning of season two of Salt Lake City starts off with a girl's trip going to Vail, Colorado. And while they're, while they're like in the Sprinter van waiting for other cast members to arrive, um, in the beauty lab and laser parking lot, <laughs> Jen was got a phone call and was tipped off 
well, now we know it was tipped off, but she was tipped off. She got a phone call. She took it very quietly, and she tells the other people that she has to leave because her husband has just been hospitalized with an ulcer. Moments later, the van containing the cast members gets swatted mm -hmm. by the FBI. And that's how the season starts, and then basically it goes like three months earlier, whatever. Yeah, it's an unbelievable moment. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking crazy. I just watched that one like just for, just for fun. What followed was many trials, many discussions, and investigations of previous actions, and it was basically your storyline for seasons two and three. And in July 2022, Shaw pleaded guilty to conspiracy to commit wire fraud. On January 6, 2023, <laughs> which is just the most iconic day ever, I guess, <laughs> Jen Shaw was sentenced to 78 months or six and a half years prison time for her telemarketing scam. Shaw's was facing two, you know, is facing two serious federal crimes, conspiracy to commit wire fraud and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The U.S. Attorney's Office maintained that while Shaw portrayed herself as a, quote, wealthy and successful business person, she was actually participating in fraudulent telemarketing scheme that generated lead lists of innocent people, many of them old, like an elderly, for members of the conspiracy to contact and scam. Ugh. The telemarketing scam worked by convincing victims to purchase, quote, so-called business services and lying to the victims about how the services would help generate them income and then continuing to pressure victims to purchase additional so-called business services, leaving many victims in debt. Now, you may be asking, what does this have to do with what's happening today? Jenna's in prison with Elizabeth Holmes. She is. Teaching ab workouts. Shamazing abs. Shamazing abs. Well, for, also, just somebody who, like, I knew she was going to thrive in prison. Yeah, she is, uh, I think you said this I'm maybe so on our former podcast, but she is someone who you know can rise to the top of a hierarchy. Yeah. You know she'll, she, she's not afraid of violence. No. <laughs> she's like, she is a wild card mm -hmm. uh, who is absolutely going to rise to the top of any sort of hierarchical structure situation. Well, thank you for sharing that. For season four, we meet a housewife called Monica Garcia, formerly known as Monica Fowler. And her origin story is that she kind of used to be friends with Jen, was in the shot squad, was Jen's assistant. And Monica joins this season, and she instantly becomes a fan favorite because she's a little younger than all the other women. All the other women are in their 50s. Yeah, and she's except for Whitney. Except for Whitney, I feel like she's probably similar in age to Whitney. Yeah, but Monica's like thirty-eight, maybe. Yeah, and you know she's like pretty and had a crazy backstory of like she was excommunicated out of Mormonism because she was caught having an affair with her former brother-in-law. <laughs> um, and just another thing, like, kind of when all these women have like unrelatable huge houses and all this stuff, like. You kind of have Monica in, like, kind of a regular house. like Yeah. And she's serving right now, like, for the majority of the season, like, as the every woman character. Yeah. So thoughts about 
how you feel Mon- about Monica in general, how you feel about Jen Shaw. Like, let's um, check in. Okay. I mean, Monica, I really liked all season mm-hmm. because I do feel like she was a good audience stand-in. She had all those moments where she was like, I can't afford, like, these designer bags and stuff. She had the fight with Lisa about Lisa's $65,000 ring, which... Um, <laughs> but now Lisa corrected and said it was fifty eight. <laughs> um, but so like I, I do feel like she played this interesting role of like kind of calling out the excess that can sometimes feel a little icky about yeah. the housewife. Jen Shaw Jen Shaw was a fun housewife for her first like season and a half, and then I think her behavior got like it got out of control. And what she actually did is fucked up. Like, I think it's yeah. very fucked up to scam elderly people out of their money. Hot take Hot by take. Elise Morales. I, I think in the free feed we said this week, uh, murder is bad. Yeah. And I think I'm going to also say scamming elderly people out of their money by, like, tricking them with a telemarketing scheme is also bad. So That's what you're here for. You're here for the hot takes and hearing about me being constipated. Exactly. And, and I think, like... It just became her her situation and her, like, volatility and what she was doing and her, like, legal situation took up so much oxygen while she was still on the show. For sure. For, like, an entire season. And then also... She, for three seasons, honestly. Yeah. And she... Uh, I'm not sure if you want to, like, save this reveal, but she does get violent with another cast member. I don't know if we want to say this. Um, no, we can say that now. Okay, so Jen, at the end of one of the seasons, a cast member shows up, Heather, gay, shows up with a black eye, and it's very obvious that Jen punched her in the face, but she refuses to say because Jen is in the middle of this, like, legal proceeding, and I guess they didn't want it to, like, be used against her in the case. So if someone decked me hard and gave me a fucking black eye, I would not be like, oh, but your case. Yeah. You, I, oh, like but the, you, but you, you're gonna go to jail for scamming old people. But Jen, but now Heather Gay has finally actually said that Jen Shaw punched her in the face. And a lot of the research that I did for this mm-hmm. was um, in a lot of articles, but also this really great podcast called The Bravo Docket, mm-hmm. and it's two lawyers that look through every Bravo-related lawsuit and Oh, I'll case. be listening to that yeah, immediately. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I know, they did a deep dive. I, I mostly stuck to this, like, yeah. well, they, you know, again, they're two lawyers, they've had this thing, that they have, like, I guess, a following, and um, we'll, we'll circle back on them later, but um, what they said was, like, they probably think that if Heather would press charges, or if Jen admitted guilt, she wouldn't have gotten any money from the show, mm. and that's like they're kind of theorizing that that's why she didn't plead guilty until the last second so that all her money can clear and go to her family and then like she could go to jail and that's like the generous read that they have on Heather is yeah that, like even still if someone if someone no, Heather's punched a fucking me, idiot if yeah. someone punched me so fucking hard that I had a full shiner black eye I'm not doing shit for you. I'm sorry. Yeah, maybe no. I'm, you know what, Millie? Maybe I'm a bad friend. Yeah. But if you clocked me. <laughs> yeah, no. And, yeah. If any I of my friends agree. clocked me. <laughs> I also agree. You know, so that that goes into, I mean, I think we're, we're segueing. We're getting close to 
What's happening? <laughs> um, so, great. So, since the beginning of season four, they've been teasing that how they, when they go to their end of, uh, end of season four, like, girls trip to Bermuda, Heather gets a phone call. Yeah. And you don't know, like, what it's about or anything. I'm just going to play the, like, first, like, I'm just going to play kind of the phone call and, like, the audio from the trailer so that people can get some context. Next time on the season finale, season finale of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Are you guys ready to go home? It's too nice. Look at how beautiful this island is. Ah! Did she just hit the car? Hello, Bermuda beauties. The theme is the Bermuda Triangle. I'm freaking the f out. I have some information confirmed today. Guys, no, seriously. She's someone that has schemed. I want to confront her. She's not our friend. What did you do? Disgusting. What? There's no dark-ass little secret. Receipts, proof, timeline, everything to prove that you are a f***ing bully. I cannot believe it's her. <laughs> so, yes. So, basically, that phone call and the big reveal... And that was the season four finale trailer, yes. sorry. But they've been teasing this phone call, teasing this phone call. And basically, uh, the big reveal at the end of the season four finale was that Heather got confirmation that castmate newbie Monica is behind the troll account Reality Von Tease, <laughs> which is a Dita Von Tease parody account. Now, last year... Uh, the account, you know, and true, true, true Bravo heads and like people, because this is what Reality Docket mm -hmm. has been saying is like, there has been rumors about this um, for a while. Mm -hmm. And last, last year, that account had 5,000 followers. As of today, the account has 44,000 followers. I followed Reality Montez. <laughs> I, but, I within within minutes of hearing the name Reality Vontees, I was following Reality Vontees. So, <laughs> two iconic things that happened during that thing. One, it's like the first time in housewife history that a housewife has been accused of running a troll account. Yeah. And like kind of you know, kind of blending, like, the online URL, IRL shit. And then, two, the way that Monica reacted to the accusation. And we can just, like, listen to a little bit of the discussion. And I have text from your phone number. Wait, you what? See, I am Reality Von Tease. I'm applying to be friends with these girls. Are you as lying? Reality Von Tease. I want to see the right now. Yeah, I would oh, love to see oh it right gosh, now. Oh, my gosh, guess how you know I'm telling truth i have your perfect formula receipts proof timeline screenshots in everything to prove that you are a bully and a troll and you do not deserve to be at this table or anywhere near any of us for the way you have treated us every single one of us has woken up in fear for the 
that you toasted. That is bullshit. That was never my account. You're done. You are reality von tees. I know you're reality von tees. That's not true entirely. What do you mean entirely? What does that mean entirely? That means it's part true. Oh my God. Disgusting. Lisa? It's disgusting. You think you can sit at our table and have us celebrate your birthday? Yeah, I hurt. You're not you infiltrated this friend group. You're you not. You sought out Jen Shaw on social media. And then you worked that at her. That is not what and happened a at named all. Monica Fowler. God. And then. Okay, now we're getting into other. The yeah. way she says social media. I, know. I love. I also, I'll announce this on the Patreon. I'm working on a Lisa Barlow impression. And. You gotta I will, blink a lot. You got. I, I only have the voice. Sort of. You want to debut a little? I'm going to debut a little. Um, <clears throat> Jack is going on his mission, and I am so proud. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm working hard on the Lisa Barlow. That's good. That's good. Because Lord knows I'm not doing it's that. It's deep, and it, she always, like, I'm not, like, an impressionist impressionist, but it's, like, it lives in your throat in such a weird way, and she always swings down. Yeah. Like, she yeah. doesn't have up speak. She goes no. down. Opposite of California. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So, the way that Monica reacted to the accusation was iconic, because, okay, so, first. That's not true entirely. entirely <laughs> iconic. Monica claimed that the purpose of the account was to take down Jen Shaw specifically. And if you look through, one of the first posts was in March 2021, where Jen is berating Shaw Squad member stylist Koa Johnson for not having a a dress for her done on time. Um, I don't know if I want to play the audio of her Mm -hmm. yelling at him, but just there's a lot of curse words. It's really aggressive and yeah. violent she's an extremely abusive boss is yeah. also part of this entire situation is that she treated the people who worked for her absolutely Terribly. horribly um the audio allegedly happened in november 2020 and monica says that she secretly recorded it like when it was happening and used the account to leak it um so yeah monica instantly owned up to the action and I guess, you know, uh, the uh, another iconic thing was, like, she was like, I don't regret it. I would do it again. People are trying to come down on me hard uh, for making a troll account. But I feel like making a troll account is not as bad as defrauding old people. <laughs> yeah, and she, like, had at one, she ha- she says at one point, like, they're, like, yeah, just don't be abusive to your employees and you'll you'll be fine. Or whatever. And um, this is also another iconic line that I do want to share. Thing comes to light. I knew that this information would come out. Even Gossip Girl couldn't stay Gossip Girl forever. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it. Yeah. <laughs> Even Gossip Girl couldn't stay Gossip Girl forever. 
I think, um, so, again, she, she maintained that the account's purpose was to harm Jen, who was abusing her employees and defrauding the elderly. And in Monica's defense, there hasn't been a new post on Reality Vontee since August 2022. Oh, that's a long time. Yeah, so, the, and the last things were about Jen... I think, so, and, and then when we get into the analysis, so it's like, so why were these other women offended and pissed about that? Yeah. I think that, you know, and what Bravo Docket said, which I'm kind of, you know, coming around to, because at first when I heard all this, I'm like, this is fucking stupid, like, why do these women care? But it's like, I think to them it was more of a violation of, like, she was secretive about it. She didn't say, hey, and, like, there were things about, the, you know, there were things, like, tangentially about the other members, but it wasn't really about, like, most of the posts were about Jen, and it was collateral damage. I think, like, it was focused on Jen, and then after she was sentenced, or after the jail thing, at first it was just exposing Jen as an abusive boss, and then it became after she got charged, sharing every article, you know, um, that mentioned Jen in a negative light. Mm -hmm. And um, another thing that the Bravo Docket said was that they would repost a lot of Bravo Docket's things. And Bravo Docket was like, it was really unsettling because they would post so much and they would constantly tag everybody. And it was just a lot. And it was like, even the, Bravo Duck said that. I don't know if I agree with this or not mm -hmm. because they did look through every single thing that these people posted, you know. And like that's also what's cool about Bravo Duck is because they're lawyers. Like they come at it. They as come a lawyer. at it like, and they'll they'll investigate. So they're like, it wasn't necessarily that they, you know, that Jen is, you know, like Jen is bad, you know, whatever. But it's also like the amount that they posted, how much they tagged. They tagged everyone else. Like, the frequency is what made it very uncomfortable. Yeah. And that is what's caused, like, um, yeah, like, the accusation. And would, that, it, would it tag the women of yeah. Salt Lake City? Okay, so these women were, for a period of time, constantly being tagged and stuff by this account. And then after after Jen was like initially charged and stuff because when she was charged and then like it was still like another year like two even two years for her to like go to jail. So like in the time because she was maintaining her innocence, the other women were like, "Oh, she's like she's innocent." Yeah. So a lot of it would that like the reality of Auntie's content would be them calling the other castmates clowns. Meredith, Heather, you're a clown for, you know, and like tagging them constantly okay. and all okay. of that. Um, and then, so yeah. I get why they don't like love reality bonties. And, you know, <laughs> they have a fear of like, this is someone that Jen led in her own personal circle who pretended to be friends with Jen and took videos and you know, used it, like, took videos of her, like, in private and used videos to, like, leak it or whatever. And I don't want someone around that's going to do that to me and, like, take things out of context, which is, like, 
I can kind of get that, but I'm also like, don't be abusive. But yeah, I'm also that's like, kind of how that's kind of where I land with that is just like, yes, I guess Monica got into Jen's inner circle, but she also was like employed by Jen. Well, so Jen yeah. was her. Like, did she probably maneuver herself into the position of being Jen, in Jen's and entourage Jen's and all of that stuff? And like, and like, she says she was Jen's friend and also yeah, whatever. And all that stuff. Errands. Yeah, but it's like once you start working for someone and they start being a, a, a horrifically abusive boss, that's different than just like filming your friend. Yeah, and another thing that Monica claims is that she wasn't the only one running the account. Right. Uh, at the reunion, she says there were six different people running the account. Right? As of right now, like, fan, fans knew that one of the people who were running the accounts was one of Heather's hair stylists, Tanisha Luckett. Yes. And, um, you know, we, you know, she was the one that confirmed Monica's involvement with it. And as far as viewers know, like, Tanisha was the, yeah, was the integral part of exposing Monica since then, like, what's happening online is that Tanisha is now saying Monica's toxic, Monica, and she's sharing videos. One of the videos I saw, you know, she's sharing text of her and Monica, because I guess her and Monica were really good friends, and then, like, now they're obviously not, and they had a really bad falling out, so she's posting things, like, of Monica saying... Not, nothing that she shared is t- to me is anything like alarming or like that contradicts things that Monica was saying. It was text that said, "Let's put this on reality Vontees or reality Vontees, whatever." Yeah, which is like Monica never said she didn't do it. And another yeah. thing, she just said it wasn't true entirely. Entirely. <laughs> well, I think they framed it as Monica by herself. Was yes. doing this thing. And it wasn't. And she's still doing it now. And she's going to reuse it. Like reuse the account for whatever. And that's not true. And another thing that Tanisha shared that kind of like bothered me. Was I guess Monica was having a big storyline. Is that Monica has a very toxic relationship with her mother. And her mother is like a narcissist. Yeah. And all that stuff. And there was a fight. Like they all went to. Some Greek Lisa, Easter thing. Oh, no, that was Angie's, Angie's Greek Easter. Greek, Angie's Greek Easter. <laughs> um, which I, you know, that was a situation where I could totally see where Monica was. In that moment, in that fight of the Greek Easter, they were coming at Monica in a way that I didn't agree with. Monica stood up for herself. And Monica's mom was like, you guys need to stop. You're, you're like, and kind of like not taking Monica's side. And Monica felt bad about it. And she was like, fuck you, mom. And I guess they got into a fight after the Greek Easter, like mm-hmm. when the cameras went away. And Monica like kind of recorded it and then sent it to her best friend. And that's what's getting leaked now. So it's like uh. doing the same shit. So I think a lot of people were like, you're, you know, Tanisha is saying that she's not involved in reality Montes. She wants to talk shit about Monica and saying that Monica is such a toxic, terrible person. And crazy and all the stuff, but she's doing the exact same shit. Wait, that... so Tanisha says she's not involved in Reality Vontees? Because I thought Tanisha also was Reality Vontees. She is. But she's saying she's... That she's saying that, like, she's putting more of the blame on Monica. I don't yeah. know how, it's like, I don't know how she's made, or like, she's saying that she was involved, but it just got so much she washed her hands of it. 
and yeah. all that stuff, which, to be fair, Bravo Jackie said it was a lot, you know? Yeah. But to, for it Tanisha's to be six, a question mark for me. Yeah, and for it to be six people, which, again, Koa was one of the people, and Koa was the person that Jen yelled at, and he was in the documentary about yeah. Jen Shaw that, that aired on Hulu. So right now we already have three. Like, I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if there are three more people. And that would explain the amount of posting, posting and tagging. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Too well, many cooks in the kitchen. If, if there's that many cooks in the kitchen. Too many social media managers on the account. Well, and, <laughs> you know, it's not uncommon for big accounts to have six people. It's yeah. possible. So anyway, that's basically the reality. But uh, besides that, another thing was Dita Bonte's is going to sue. Is trying to do a cease and desist in a copyright law because <laughs> they did use her image and the Bravo used her image. But like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess. really want my name and face to be connected, but also like reality Tamara's. <laughs> um, there's a like. Like a reality Tamara or something. Yeah, there's something there. Yeah, there's something Someone there. could do it. <laughs> well, I, I suggested for my brother's... Re- reality uh, Maris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suggested for my brother's wedding that it, the hashtag should be getting to married. Uh, <laughs> um, his fiance slash wife did not like that. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to get married. I like getting to... Me, so. Yeah, you... Yeah, uh, yeah save getting to married for yourself. Getting to married, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows when that's happening? Because we'll see. It could be. Listen, you could be getting to married at any time. You don't know when you meet the right person. I you'll know. be getting to married. I'm just like so. Stop dating guys who don't go down on people. Yeah, as soon I, as you meet one that goes down on you, get to married. <laughs> going to a chapel and, and I'm getting, getting to married. Um. <laughs> Anyway, wow. okay, okay. Patreon. Uh, pay, you know the 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 paid feed is really getting it all. Yeah, they really, really are. <laughs> so, Elise, what are your thoughts about all of this? I know. Now we almost talked about this on our free feed. Yeah. But you're like, no, because you feel strongly about it, and I actually. So that's the thing is that we toyed with the idea of making reality volunteers the grass hole, but my thing is. I don't feel that reality volunteers is a grass hole because, number one, they have logged off. Yeah. Like you said, they yeah. haven't been posting like that. And number two, I do – what I see on the account is that it was primarily a Jen Shaw exposure account, which I agree with. I think yeah. Jen Shaw should have been exposed. So – I, I, I can't, in good conscience, tell Reality Vontese to go trash grass. Yeah, no. <laughs> That's true. Because, and... And to know it's six people... Yeah. It, like, the work is actually pretty evenly divided among these people to do a service of exposing Jen Shaw. I do think that the way it was laid out on the show made it seem like Monica was running this account and that the account was currently active. Yeah, and the, you know, accusation or whatever is that Heather knew about all of this, waited till the beach, the beach, like, it was, like, all planned. Yes. I mean, the beach thing was planned. I mean, yes. the the 
Bermuda Triangle themed dinner. Yeah. It was planned. Like, yes. they did plan it in that way, and they all were in on it. Maybe not Angie K. But, <laughs> no, yeah. I don't think Angie K knew <laughs> anything. Though I will say, to bring it back to our discussion from the beginning, I would say one of the memes of 2024 so far is Heather Gay standing on that beach, waiting yeah. in the yellow dress with the sunglasses, like, waiting for the other women to come. And that moment actually spawned a bunch of memes because there's also Meredith, Meredith the with the scarf, with her scarf flowing. There's like the women hugging each other, like every single frame of it, um, which I will post to yeah. the at Go Touch Grass Thank pod. Thank you for your service. <laughs> I'm the I'm oh, the reality of Antilles of the Go Touch Grass pod. Yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> but I will post because there have been. Like, every single frame, the way Bravo did it, the way they, like, fucking messed with the contrast. It's like ridiculous. The, they, the, the editors have fun. It's yeah. probably very fun to be an editor. At, oh, I'm at, sure. For, for Real Housewives. Because they get notes on, like, what, but, like, they really have fun with the effects. Yes. They have fun with this. They, they do funny reaction shots. Like, uh, it's nothing, all nothing makes me laugh harder when, when they, like, pull a receipt and just show, like, it's the person being like, I, I would that. never yell like this. And then they cut to, like, like yeah, them going fucking nuts. I, I, I think they're doing amazing work. And they made each frame of this reveal where basically, for those who don't know, Heather Gay invited the other women but not angie right not angie. angie's not angie was the other new cast member angie's not invited to this pa- like like meeting on the beach but heather is like standing on an empty beach and the women are all like i got your text what's wrong oh my god what's going on what's going on and she reveals that monica is reality vontis and every single frame of it is like a fresco like it's like a renaissance painting yeah. of women in distress well, and again, yeah, like, the way that it's framed was, like, oh, I thought that they were, like, outing everybody or this and that or whatever. And it's, like, oh, it was mostly about Jen Sean. Like, yeah, the women were collateral damage. That also makes sense as to, like, why she's, like, I don't regret it. Yeah. And I understand not wanting to be excited. Like, yeah, to have someone in your friend group that's capable. Like, that is crazy. Like, it is crazy to secretly film somebody. It's just, like, weird. Yeah. But I also, like, feel like she's justified. But I don't know if I'd feel... Like, it's, like, tough. It's, like, I don't know if I'd feel super safe with someone that's just secretly filming and waiting to use receipts. And, like, I think that's what the ladies are. Yeah. Well, that's why it reminds me of the Scandaval, which is that, like... The crime of cheating, that's one thing, but all of these cast members have done it. It's like the lengthy deceitfulness that I think is what makes these people freak out. Because usually when there's a secret or something, it's like a three-episode arc tops or whatever. When I'm talking Vanderpump, usually it's like someone cheats, it comes out immediately, like whatever. But the fact that they were, like, conducting this affair in the background and really genuinely pulling the wool over everyone's eyes, I think is what, like, made it this whole bigger scandal. And I feel like this situation with Reality Von Tees is the same, that, like, the women are just like, 
oh shit, you were in our inner circle for so long, but you had this secret yeah. that you could have told us and you didn't tell us. And now it's like, I can't trust you because you keep things from us. And in Monica's defense, like, all of them were cool and defending Jen and yeah. all that stuff. And, like, it is weird to feel like, you know, and again for Heather to be like, we are ride or die for our friends and we would never do that for friends. They can punch me in the face. And it's like, I don't know no. if that's cool either, Heather. Like, stand up. <laughs> Heather has a very strange definition of friendship and again it involves letting someone fully punch you get get so drunk that they punch you in the face and give you an absolute black eye that doesn't go away for days and you will sit there on national television and act like you don't know what fucking happened well and i think that you know and you can see it in like uh like the ultimate girls trip, like which is like the spinoff where they mix girls from different franchises. But when Heather, there are some people like this and like in Buddhism, we call it like animality. Um, and it's like this idea of like when human beings really act like the prayer and predator, like hierarchy. And it's like when they're scared of people, they will like cower and all this stuff. But when they feel like you're a prey, they'll like whatever. And I feel like that was a thing where Heather will bully and do whatever, yes. but she was sucking up to the women who she felt like had more status and more power than her. Yes. And I feel like she genuinely was scared of Jen Shaw, which is what they say on Bravo Docket. Was scared of Jen Shaw. I mean, Jen Shaw literally punched her in the face and didn't want to do anything to like whatever. But she's not scared of Monica for some reason. And that's why she does have, like, no respect and doesn't understand and all that stuff. But I'm like, tiniest violin. Yeah. There's been rumors that Monica is not going to come back to season five. I hope she does because that's a whole season of, like, yeah. her trying to get. I think it, uh, the, the reunion is going to air tonight, right? That'll no, it was on, um. Well, there was a first part, but there's three parts. Yeah, but they do it every... They're terrible. They're going to oh, do... Oh, is it going to be next once week? Once a week, yeah, for three Damn, weeks. Damn, that sucks. They're... That's really annoying. They're fucking... Like, they will juice out. That, that That's very annoying. But either way, I think what happens at the reunion... Like, if the resolve of the reunion is that some of the women are like, we understand why you were a reality Vontees, then I think she's coming back. If the reunion is just them going off on her and her defending herself and them being like, we fucking hate you, like the way Rachel slash Raquel Levis was treated at the Vanderpump reunion, then it's a, she's not coming back. She took off Real Housewives of Salt Lake off yes. her bio. She's talking. So there is there is speculation that she was a one and done. I feel like that would be sad. I want to see more from her. Yeah. I think she's great. I always thought she was funny and fun, and, like, I just, I really thought, like, none of those women could handle, like, when she would fight with someone. Her fight with Lisa Barlow at Whitney's, what was Whitney releasing? Like, the sound bath. Like yeah, the, like, the there is a spiritual scene. spiritual jewelry thing. Yeah, where Whitney 
who's a whole other conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Where Whitney is releasing, yeah, spiritual jewelry. <laughs> and she's doing a sound bath. And Monica and during Lisa Barlow are fighting during the sound bath. And it is so, so funny. funny. It's so funny. Lisa Barlow could not handle Monica. There, those are people who are just on two different frequencies that can't even like. I don't think Lisa Barlow can like conceive of Monica. Like she can't understand her at all. And something that I, something that I um saw on TikTok was this guy being like, "Oh, well, I always knew Monica. Like Monica fights like a stand. Like she doesn't fight like a like all these women are saying stuff, but like Monica will instantly be like, you 'You're old. You're ugly. You're old. You're ugly.'" And I'm like, I don't know if that's because basically they're like, she can't be on Real Housewives. She's too much of a stand. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, which is like the whole thing is like the whole thing about Real Housewives is being aspirational and this and that. But I'm but to me and my thing is like a lot of women live outside their means to be on these shows. Meredith rents a new fucking house every. Yeah. Like there are people renting. They don't own the house. Monica owns her house. And again, I don't fucking care if. um who owns their house or doesn't, but, like, to be, like, this show's supposed to be about aspiration, it's supposed to be about glamour and glitz, and it's, like, the show's supposed to be entertaining. No. And fun, and I personally don't care if one of the people has, like, a half-million-dollar house instead of, like, a $1.5-million-dollar house. Yeah, and also, like, and this is true of a lot of reality shows, these women are, like, renting a lot of the clothes and the jewelry yeah. and a lot of the stuff for the duration of being on the show. Like, yeah. they're getting access to different... It, I I feel like it's really visible in Selling Sunset, mm-hmm. where, like... Oh, the, well, those clothes are, like, in... Like, yeah, I'm, the, the clothes you're selling, going... <laughs> The clothes the Selling Sunset girls wear are, are really crazy, but I just, I, I just remember one time, I think it was, like, Christine Quinn was wearing... So much obvious Chanel, and it was so, like, whatever the opposite of quiet luxury is, like, it was just so much, and I'm like, she's renting all of this. There's no way. Even on the, even with the reality show salary, even if she is actually a realtor, which is debatable, (laughs) like, me and Danny were, like, looking at the commissions that she would supposedly be getting on some of these houses, and it's like, it doesn't cover these crazy outfits. They are renting the clothes and the cars and the shoes and create or doing a deal with the brand in some way yeah. to wear the stuff. Or defrauding elderly yeah, people. Yeah, or, 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 or they do own the stuff, but they bought it with money that they got defrauding elderly people in a telemarketing scam. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Monica, again, was pretty, always showed up with glam, always was wearing a cute outfit, like, I thought she brought something really interesting and fun to the group and challenged these women in ways that yeah, they probably haven't been challenged in a while. I mean, her telling Lisa Barlow, like, I think that it's tone deaf for you to constantly be talking about how your ring was $60,000 and you lost it and, like, constantly mentioning how expensive the ring was, like, is not relatable to the middle class. And Lisa losing it and, and being she's like, still like at the reunion oh yeah she was crying about it yeah she was i mean yeah she's like whatever just because i lost a sixty thousand dollar ring and i'm upset about it 
doesn't mean that I'm not relatable to the middle class. It is. And she's like, I got another $60,000. Like, just, again, so out of touch and so whatever. I replaced it, but the sentimental value is gone. I know. And she's like, well, my husband gave me to this and this and that. You didn't say that. You didn't say that was the ring that my husband gave. You said $60,000. Yeah, she brings it up multiple times. And so it was cool to have someone on the show who was going to say, like, You're being annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, people are trying to fucking go out. I already, like, Lisa got mad. She didn't want to do the drag challenge because she needs her glam. Like, so it's like, it is fun to have somebody who's just going to be like, shut up. I mean, it's so funny that, like, Lisa and Meredith are two people where, like, they can't do a silly thing. Like, they can't, like, they, they did a drag challenge on the show and both of them just kind of refused to do it. And it's like... And Monica went all out and, and looked she, amazing and, won, yeah. and, and won the challenge or whatever. And it's like, yeah, these are some, these women take themselves deadly so seriously. seriously. Um, and you just need both. You yeah, know? exactly. You need, uh, and people who are in between or whatever. But, like, your Meredith and your Lisa Barlow's are, like, they are not capable of, like, having a little fun joke time. No, and I just remember, like, and that was the thing with Jen Shaw, too, was, like, it was tough because her shit would just suck up the air and it yeah. would not be fun and it was always so dramatic. And then there was this one moment where, like, Meredith and Lisa hung out together and they went to, like, this all-women's oh, empowerment luncheon in a fucking yurt yeah. in Salt Lake. And it was the most boring shit. Like, I'm like, I could not watch entire episodes of this shit no. like you do need a jet like it's tough because you don't want to jet all the time but i don't want to see and that's the argument is that people want more meredith and lisa's who are like these like 50 year old like super rich whatever but it's boring <laughs> it, it well the thing is with meredith and lisa it's like those are two people who I think have zero self-awareness at all and are, like, completely weird. And you have to have people... And I think that Heather definitely played this role in, like, earlier seasons and then Monica is kind of taking it over and Whitney sometimes does it as well. Like, Mary you have, does it, but Mary's also insane. Mary's herself. also one of the craziest people kind of I've in the ever, world. Ever. <laughs> so. Crazy and so sensitive. Can't take anything. We'll dish out... Straight toxic shit. Mary didn't know her son got married and they lived in the same house. Like, just on a note, talk about another frequency. Talk about Planet Woo. Yeah, Planet, I, I don't even know what planet. Planet yeah. married dear grandpa. Oh my god, and she, got, yeah, she did get married to her step-grandpa, which we never see anymore. No, we don't see. Her, her step-grandpa said I'm on the show. Yeah. Um, but... Like, you have to have the person whose feet are a little bit more on the ground who can kind of speak to the weirdness of what's going on. Like, the show can't be all Meredith's and Lisa's because Meredith and Lisa are so divinely detached from reality that it's not possible. Like, when you watch the two of them talk, it's like, it's like Simlish. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that is all things reality. I mean, I don't know what else to say after that. Um, but, yeah, I think that 
where this is a pro Monica Stan account. Yeah. I think we'll make reality Vontese five. <laughs> and um yeah, I don't know. I think that It'll be interesting to see where we land. Yeah, we'll see what's up in two weeks when all of the reunions are out, but I'm upset because I genuinely thought they were gonna do another one. Like they were gonna do them all this no. week. Like you have to understand that like when a new season comes out, it's going to be running for 20 weeks. It's yeah. uh, all the 16 episodes plus the three reunion, and it's all the same time slot. Yeah. It's upsetting because, again, I did this binge watch of Vanderpump, and I could just do as much of it as I, I could stomach. And it's tough because on one end, like, you want to see them all in one day, but on the other end... Now I do have something to look forward to. Well, and also, it's fun to talk to talk about it and watch it as everyone else is watching it. Which kind of is what creates the Stan world of it all. Back to your sports metaphor from the yeah. beginning, you can't watch all the games all in one day. You yeah. have to watch it unfold. Exactly. Well. There we go. There you go. That was another episode of a mini-sode with uh, talking about reality Vontis. If you like us, like. Yeah, thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon. Yeah, like, thank you so much. Come to our free feed, like us, share us, tell your friends, tell your family, pop some popcorn, play this out loud, leave a five-star review. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can just leave the star, but also, if you have a little time and you want to write one and say, like, Oh, Millie and Elise are so funny. Oh, my God, I can't believe yeah, Millie drank a, pr- a prune smoothie yeah, and Elise. Yeah, oh, my God, they're so... Oh, you guys have to get on the Patreon. Lead. You guys have to get on the Patreon. The Patreon's yeah, so amazing. Like, you could, do, you could do that as yeah. well if you have the time. If you have the time. And, you know, because the Patreon, that's where you're getting the exclusive content. That's where you're getting audio of Elise fighting away my dog that wants to be in Elise so badly. Yeah, he's sitting on my lap he's right now. He's sitting on our lap right Tino now. Tino has joined the pod. Well... All right, everyone, thank you so much. And remember, go Go touch touch grass. grass.